Hi. Good morning. Do you know about this movie, The Life and Death of Marsha P. Johnson? Yes. So have you heard about the controversy that's happened since it came out? I was literally just reading about it this morning. David France, who directed this movie and also directed How to Survive a Plague, was friends with Marsha P. Johnson and has been wanting to make this movie for a while. But Raina Gossett, who is a trans woman of color and a like a trans historian, has been like working on projects about Marsha P. Johnson for like years and years and years and has hundreds of hours of footage and research and all this stuff that she's been like working with for years. And she was hired to work on this movie. And then David France basically just like stole her archival footage, like all of it, and used it in the movie without her permission, didn't give her credit for anything. And she has been trying to like get credit for it for a while. But what she was saying only sort of got recognition when Janet Mock posted about it and only when like incredibly famous Janet Mock said something did David France ever sort of like acknowledge what Raina Gossett was saying and basically said like I was just trying to honor her memory I understand that trans women of color have a better right to the story than I do and people were like okay well instead of making your own movie why didn't you just like fund her movie and he like never responded and then since all of that happened more trans women of color and gender nonconforming people of color have come forward and been like, uh, he actually was really fucked up to us too. And apparently he just, he and the whole production team created like a really toxic environment for actual trans people, binary trans and non-binary trans people. So this one person, Kamran Sharare, I'm so sorry if that's not how it's pronounced, published this statement that was like, yeah, this totally happened to me too. The team was like really unfriendly to me and also blatantly misgendered me a bunch of times in like conversations about me and conversations with me and that fired me so I can't access any of the documents that would prove my stories. Four or five more trans people have come forward and been like, yep, us too. So um, that's where that story ends. There's not a happy ending. (laughs) It's not like he's like a normal filmmaker, Steven Spielberg or someone like he's someone that has like a reputation in the LGBTQ plus community. And he also like literally was friends with Marsha P. Johnson. And then it's like choosing this whole project is to like honor the memory of his friend. And the way he does that is by like literally doing the thing that people have done to Marsha P. Johnson for years, which is like not crediting trans women for their achievements. Well, I was looking forward to seeing this movie, and now I guess I can't watch it. Well, the good news is that Raina Gossett is making her own movie about Marsha P. Johnson, and it stars Maya Taylor, so that'll be great. Oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah. That's depressing. What I have is good news and bad news. So it's not necessarily directly LGBTQ plus news, but it basically is. So the good news is that the Boy Scouts are letting girls in. Yes, I heard about this. I'm so excited. Yeah, but it has, like, some downsides. So the the Boy Scouts is an organization, and they have two separate, like, entities. There's the Boy Scouts of America, and then there's, like, Cub Scouts of America. The Cub Scouts are the younger ones, and then the Boy Scouts are the older ones. Girls right now are only allowed to enter in at the Cub Scout level. Older girls, they're assuming that they will announce that that they will be allowed to join the Boy Scouts next year they like haven't officially made that announcement yet which i think is weird and then the older girls will only be able to go up to an eagle scout 
which I am not necessarily versed in the ranking of Boy Scouts, but apparently that isn't all the way up. I don't, I'm not totally sure. Don't quote me on that. And they're keeping them separate. So the girls will not be with the boys in like, oh, their den that. meetings and stuff. They have reasoning behind it. The Boy Scout, for lack of a better word, curriculum and the things that they do are designed for what they call, quote, single gender dens. So they're like, it's with keeping with the single gender identity dens while still incorporating, quote, today's families. Well, how are their activities designed for single gender? What does that mean? That's what I started thinking about all the time. I was a Cub Scout. Wow. There wasn't much that we did that couldn't be done in a co-ed environment, but there were times where it was like, you know, everyone's going over to Austin's house and we're going to have a sleepover. And like, this was years ago, but like, I can kind of see how some of the activities and teachings could get messy if it's co-ed, but it's nothing that the average person can't handle. So it's confusing. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, granted, I have like no experience with any sort of scouting, but it just seems bizarre to me that they couldn't just be like, yeah, you can do it together and we'll just watch carefully and make sure the boys don't like hit the girls, you know? What it sounds like to me personally is that they're like, we don't want to piss off all the people that are like, my son's going to join the Boy Scouts. No girls allowed. But who cares? Oh, but the one thing that's interesting is they're not changing the curriculum for the girls. So they're not, like the Boy Scouts of America is not creating a Girl Scout. For lack of a better phrasing, they're like letting the girls partake in the Boy Scouts just without the boys. Then I bet also part of it is like, if they're creating new all-girl troops, they're going to make more money. Definitely. So, do the Boy Scouts and the Cub Scouts allow gay scout masters now? I can't remember where they landed on that. I can't remember either. The last I remember, I want to say that it was like a troop-by-troop base. I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. Well, here's the other question that all of this really leads me to is like, okay, they're separating the boys from the girls, but like, where does that leave them with like trans kids? And is that going to be how they operate the Boy Scouts, like, with the older girls? And, like, where, if you're a gender nonconforming kid, like, where do you, where do you go since it's separated? It, like, yeah. I think it's going to cause a little bit more of a mess than they're anticipating. I agree. I get, like, so grumpy about when people try to create something for the girls as well or, like, all female things because then it's like, well, you're actually not being inclusive. You're just excluding a marginalized community that already doesn't have a place. Well, listen, happy week of coming out day. Yeah, really, happy coming out day. Wait. <laughs> I feel like in previous years on coming out day, there's been like massive celebrities who have come out or like hordes of celebrities, which is both good because it's like, oh, yay, celebrities are more comfortable like coming out whenever. But also I'm kind of like, but I like that day because I can be like, ooh, who came out today? You know, but I will say that might be because everyone's really paying attention to the people that are coming out against or for Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Yeah, when I was Google searching it, it was like Cara Delvin like came out against Harvey Weinstein. I was like, that's not what I mean. Yeah, me too. Me too, exactly. I was like, no, no, no. I mean, literally came out. I'll go first because mine is not like super famous. You probably don't know who she is, but have you heard of, because I had not, Etta Ng? That's my person. Are you serious? Yeah. She's cool. Like, I had never heard of her, but she's pretty cool. She is Jackie Chan's estranged daughter, and she seems to not be famous 
of her own, right? Which is cool. And she is Chinese and she lives in China. And she came out yesterday by posting a picture of herself in front of a rainbow with the hashtag lesbian. (laughs) She cut right to the chase. (laughs) Do you know anything else about her? All I know is that I looked at a couple of pictures of her on her Instagram. And I think it's really cool that she is A, Chinese and B, androgynous. I don't know a lot about Chinese celebrities. And so it's cool that now I have a Chinese celebrity who I'm very emotionally attached to. (laughs) She has a girlfriend named Andy Autumn. Yeah, she has a girlfriend named Andy Autumn, which is literally the worst name ever. She's an Instagram influencer. She came out on Instagram and then Andy posted a whole bunch of pictures of the two of them and was like, we've had a tough time coming out. Or not coming out, but we've just had a tough time as a couple. Wait, wait, wait. wait. They've had a tough time as a couple, like, interpersonally? Not, not like... Yeah, not relationship-wise, but, like, homophobia and, like, China is not the greatest place in the world to be gay. And I was like, I want to use any kind of platform that I have and that Andy has to help other closeted and out Chinese girls with what I've experienced. And I was like, oh, that's great. I'm curious if Jackie Chan is going to say anything. Not that anyone's rushing to Jackie Chan for a statement, because this can be read as him being homophobic. Not that I'm saying that that's definitely what it is, but it can be. So I imagine that his PR person is like, you have to say something. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, we don't have a good relationship, but not because she's gay. So stay tuned on Etta. All right, well, I'm going to go get some breakfast. Have a nice day. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.